0: Overdraft fees are just the worst. Get up to 200 in fee-free overdraft with the Chime Checking Account. Sign up today at Chime.com slash Goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. Or Stripe Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply.
1: This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from 0 to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is
0: invite only. Fortunately, You're invited.
1: Hello, welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea. So uh, Goldberg's out again. I, he's, uh, I think he's doing like, like a college tour with his son Gage. I think Gage is getting pretty close to trying to figure out what he's going to do, and if he's, I think he's going to have to decide soon if he's going to really want to play baseball or football. But we know he's going to play something. But anyway. Uh, that's what's going on there. But um happy to welcome back uh, Brad Fanshaw. It's my co host from Shift and Steer and uh owner of Bond Speed Wheels. Uh and a number of other things. You can follow him all over Instagram as well. We'll 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 plug those accounts. Um
0: Brad, how you doing? Doing great. How about yourself, man? I mean, uh appreciate you having me back. I uh, you know, it's uh, it's always fun to come on and uh you know try try and fill those big uh, biceps that uh, <laughs> Goldberg has you know
1: yeah uh, things have been uh things have been good things have been a little hectic um as i told you guys last week we did the Bronco off-rodeo the Bronco Raptor off-rodeo uh did a quick trip to vegas um, uh, drove the Bronco Raptor and if you guys didn't catch that one you'll you, you can go back and listen to it we did like 2 hours of 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 off-roading until we got to the like the high-speed destination track, sort of this ultra-four track that they built out for the uh, for the Bronco Raptors, and was able to, to really kind of open it up in the dirt and hit the jumps and hit the whoops and get that thing airborne, and it was fun. So we're back here for a couple days, and then as we wrap this, I'm going to be heading to. Uh Irwindale Speedway for a two-day program with the new Mustang. We're going to spend about a half a day or so with the new 24 Mustang EcoBoost and then the Mustang GT. Uh I, I don't know exactly what they have prepared for us, but it's at Irwindale. And Irwindale to me usually means drifting or drag racing or both. So, and I know you've been out there a million times, Brad. Yeah, then, the Irwindale. that's
0: what they have. They've got the track and they've got the drag strip. But the real big question, Matt, is how hot was it in the desert outside of Vegas for the off-road Bronco thing?
1: Yeah, so we got into that last week. So it was it was 116 degrees, um, but credit to the Bronco, like we fired those Bronco Raptors up. There was about 15 of them, and everybody had their own Raptor. Uh, we fired them up in the morning and didn't turn them off until we returned them at the end of the day. So everything we did, high speed, low speed, off-roading, uh, big clouds of, of dirt <laughs> with the people going, you know, in front of you, um, stopping, taking a break, uh, taking photos, just leave the car running the whole time, leave the truck running the whole time. The air worked great. There was no heating issues. Uh, they really put a lot of time into making sure those things were going to be able to handle being off road and handle that kind of heat and 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 kind of overdo it because if you add more gear and you're adding more weight, it's a little bit harder on the on the vehicle. Uh, so they they did a pretty good job with that. And then I don't know why, uh, but we had already planned um, a little bit of a. a a few days off in Vegas. So I went to Vegas for the Bronco off rodeo, came back here, did some more podcasts and then went back. We drove back out to Vegas. Of course you did. Yeah. Yeah. But that was
0: mostly if staying you couldn't inside. You not get enough of the 116 degree heat. That's oh my awful. gosh. Uh, we you know, we
1: went out there for a Sammy Hagar concert, Sammy Hagar in the circles, Michael Anthony and Sammy Hagar and, uh, don't know. Uh, Dick Johnson and, and, um, Jason Bonham. Um, which I haven't seen those guys play live. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't know why I haven't seen those guys play live. i I, I mean, I, I guess I've seen Mikey play some stuff like Simon and whatever. Like I've, I've seen Mikey play with Billy Gibbons and 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 whatnot. But I haven't seen Sammy play. So it was fun to just go over there. Also, it was fun to like sit inside in the theater and watch them play <laughs> instead of anything outdoors in that heat.
0: Yes, anything air conditioned at that time.
1: Anything air conditioned. Um, so that being said, we did this uh, this trip to Vegas, and we took it as an opportunity to to try out uh, another vehicle. We grabbed the to- the Toyota Sequoia, and this is the Sequoia doesn't. <coughs> excuse me, Sequoia hasn't really been updated, and I don't know. It seems like a decade. Uh, it's been a long
0: time. I mean that that particular it's um uh, it, it's it really needed an uplift, didn't it?
1: It did. So it, you know, it's it's the big SUV, it's three row. Um uh, they 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 did quite a bit of an overhaul on on it. Um and it, it worked flawlessly. So But gone is the V8 that it it used to have. which The the V8 was 381 horsepower. Uh, And now it's been replaced by uh, a 3.4 liter uh, twin-turbo V6. But it's kind of a hybrid system. It has an electric motor. And it's basically the same setup that's in the new Tundras. It has an electric motor, so the total power is 437 now. So up from 381 to 437. And the fuel economy is significantly improved between that engine, the hybrid setup, and now the 10-speed automatic, where the old one was a six-speed. That was pretty
0: antiquated. Well, and the old one, which always amazed me, it had worse fuel mileage than a Tahoe or a, you know, a Ford Explorer. Yeah. It was like the worst in the class. And now they've given it Gobs of torque as well.
1: So the, it, I think it was a few months ago, maybe kind of around New Year's when I did the trip to Arizona and to the Vegas and back and we did it in the Lexus and we did off roading in the Lexus that had the V8 in it mm-hmm. and plenty of power and it was great. But yeah, it, it is not gentle on the wallet when it comes <laughs> to driving that thing. Now that being said, the, the Toyota to Sequoia is still is a pretty thirsty vehicle. you know, uh, Toyota has it rated at 22 highway. um, But you know, the, the, uh, the drive from here to Vegas, most of that is, is a pretty high speed limit, you know, 70 or so. So you can, you can scoot along pretty good. I, I only saw about 17 miles per gallon average, but that includes, you know, leaving LA going through LA and uh uh and the ride there and the ride back. So I saw about 17 average. Um and they had like one of the lanes closed off on the way out to Vegas. That's that like, caused oh, miserable. It it was like an hour and fifteen minute delay. Uh it, but it it got me thinking again, coming right off of the Bronco Off Rodeo was We're sitting there for an hour and 15 minutes, creeping at four miles an hour and back-to-back traffic. It's 115 degrees out. You're on the hot asphalt. And I'm seeing cars start to pull off the road because some are getting too hot and, you know, they're just not making it. And this thing worked worked great. When you look at the design of this vehicle and you're like, I just don't know about the giant, you know, this massive front grille. Like, uh, that's like on the tundra, but when you're sitting in traffic going nowhere in 115 degrees in the middle of the desert, you go, I get it. The grill is functional now. I mean, they got enough air going through that thing to keep the engine, the AC going the whole time. Um, this one was equipped with, uh, with the cooled seats, um, front and second row. So the, the, the front row seats, the second row seats, Uh, which is great because we had the dogs with this and I can reach back, turn the seat coolers on and they sit on the seat. They get get their little undercarriage cooled off (laughs) (laughs) on those cooled seats. Um, uh, So the Sequoia now with the V6 power and the hybrid power um, has increased towing capacity as well. The increase is is over 2000 pounds. It now tows 9,520 pounds. Uh, which is, uh, which is pretty significant. Um, and it scoots along pretty quickly. It's zero to 60 in 5.6 seconds. I don't know that there's much in this category that's quicker than that. Other than maybe like, uh, the Ford expedition has like a performance package version, the stealth performance, I believe that's, that's probably a little faster, um, yeah, listen. The the I didn't get a chance to to try the all wheel drive system, but if it's anything like what we've seen from Toyota, what we experienced with the Lexus, I think it's going to be pretty good. Uh, How the was thing- the
0: interior on it? How was the you know the trim and everything?
1: Yeah, so um, it it was good. It kind of falls into this area of on an entry level Sequoia, it feels pretty good but once you start getting into the higher end like the capstone version you're like nah. now it kind of feels like a little too much plastic but um but there's kind of a balance there it's not it's not bad it's it's it worked out fine for us and it worked out uh you know the infotainment system it's got a 14 inch touchscreen it's got plenty of storage space um i with the case on my phone there was like a charging pad and it kept charging and not charging and charging and not charging kind of bouncing back and forth i just think I i i just think it's like like a little not strong enough to get through probably most if not some of of the iphone cases if it was just the phone without it it's just something to to think about like the sensitivity of those things um
0: Well, you don't want too much radiation in the cab with you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, uh, but I don't. I I, it could have been like a little bit stronger. Yeah, Uh, as far as the driving, you know, this still has the live axle in the rear, where a lot of the modern SUVs are going to an independent rear. Um, It uh, that with the hybrid system, the braking was a little weird, and because of the amount of body roll and nose dive on it, I. As I was driving, I found Tammy in the passenger seat, like always like leaning forward and like really? putting her hand on the dash. I just noticed that uh the weight of this vehicle, the brakes were very soft, and I had to give it more effort, and then it would kind of grab and and really kind of nosedive. Um and I noticed her doing it a lot, and she's like, What's up with this vehicle? And I realized that. There was something with the braking that just didn't feel right.
0: Are you sure she didn't say first, why are you driving like that?
1: Yeah, that was the first thing. And yeah. She looked at me and I'm like, it's not me. I know that look. It's not me. Uh so once we pulled we came back and we pulled some numbers on it, and some of the tests are were showing that it it does not rank among the best when it comes from 60 to to zero uh it it was about 134 feet um and there's been some competitors in its class that are stopping you know 10 15 feet better so yeah uh, i would like to have seen better braking and a nicer pedal with a little bit a little firmer pedal it's a little squishy um but you know that being said that the toyota was fantastic it ran well um they they do pipe in some engine noise uh oh, it, into the uh into the cabin through the stereo speakers so when you when you get on the vehicle you're like this thing sounds pretty good and you realize it's it's not real but yeah oh and then the other thing i noticed was because we were sitting in the traffic and just kind of creeping forward you know between 4 miles an hour and you know 24 miles an hour it it shuts down the gas engine um with that start stop feature but with the electric motor it will sort of creep forward so it's a little less in it's a, it's a little more integrated less noticeable with the start stop but when it's that hot out and it's trying to keep the air conditioning on but also trying to shut down the motor i noticed that when we were stuck in that traffic and creeping forward it it seemed like it couldn't figure out if it wanted the engine or not, it kept shutting off the engine and starting it and shutting it and starting it and shutting it and starting it like within seconds, you know, yeah. it was just like, if you counted to 10, it probably would have done it four times. And I was just like, what, what's going on with this thing? It just, it can't be that good. And I kept looking for the, like the button to turn off the start stop, but I don't think you can. Uh Maybe it's deep into the settings of the, the vehicle, but but I don't think you can because it's switching. It's not just shutting the motor and then restarting it. It's it's switching to the hybrid technology with the electric motor. But the electric motor didn't have enough because it kept trying to keep the air conditioning on.
0: Right. Right. Uh, Spinning those electric motors so hard just to get the AC going, you know. It's Yeah. Um,
1: so that, there was a little bit of a flaw there. Um, but, like,
0: I, I... I
1: I guess if you sit in a lot of traffic and it's over a hundred degrees out, you'll you'll probably be able to reproduce whatever was going on with the vehicle that I was driving. Um,
0: and so, so basically, there's a few things to dial in. That happens with every new generation, you know. There's things as long as it's not major, you know. It's uh, it's yeah.
1: Now it, you're going to expect to pay about eighty thousand bucks for for kind of a fully loaded version of this truck. So it's it's not. It's not cheap, um, but, you know, it it's fully capable and it seems tough and uh, you do get uh, the reputation and the durability of of Toyota. But anyway, it was it was a it was good to drive. It was fun to drive. Um, yeah, by the way, it says combined range of 450 miles on the specs. I'm not really seeing that either. I didn't really see what it was giving me. Now, granted, it was hot and it was the AC's cranked up the whole time, but I got about I got about three hundred and nine miles of range with a full tank of gas. And it well, charges you were in the battery. Extreme
0: conditions.
1: Yeah. Uh and I wasn't getting twenty miles per gallon. So anyway. <laughs> Um, what's going on with you? I saw you went out to the, the Lions
0: Museum. Yeah, Lions Automobilia uh, Museum. They, they have put together what is quickly becoming one of the best drag racing museums. Um, the owner uh, has been in business for many years in the shipping business. Uh, a lot of the containers that come into the L.A. port and like that. And he had this huge facility, of course, and... He was a big drag racing enthusiast and Lion's Drag Strip, which was right in that area back in the day, uh, was near and dear to his heart. So he started collecting cars years ago and they started taking up more and more of his company's warehouse space till the point uh, several years back that he decided to actually make it into a museum. He created a foundation, started collecting more and more and today it is phenomenal. They've recreated the Lions drag strip starting line um, with the tower. And it had a unique drive under where the tower went across and the cars drove under the stage. And he's recreated all of that. He has the, you know, the, the, the strip with the cars. He has um, a great event center that he has now put in. So that people can do and a lot of the car companies have already have events there because uh, it's very well put together. There's a diorama that pays tribute to um, the Long Beach Grand Prix, uh, all these Southern California type things. But the big thing this last weekend was they were celebrating Ed Iskadarian from Isky Cams, the founder who uh, has done so much for the aftermarket automotive industry. But he was turning 102, 102 years old, still getting around, um, beginning to show his age, finally. I mean, and I mean that literally. <laughs> Up till a couple of years ago, he'd still, he'd, you know, he'd walk around the SEMA show and like that. But what a lot of people forget is he was the very first president of SEMA. Um, he was the very first uh, president of SEMA. He's the one who really lit the fuse and got people going on doing a SEMA show. And um, as he said it on Saturday, Matt, he said, we were just a bunch of kids that were car enthusiasts, and we were trying to do things. And we realized that, hey, this is really becoming something. And he said when the studios started coming to them, and wanting to use their cars in movies and like that, he said they realized, we got to make this a business. And that's when they put together that first SEMA show. And he said the reason he was uh, voted in as president of the very first uh, SEMA organization was because he missed that meeting. And so they put it <laughs> <an> up.
1: <laughs> he got voted into it by... uh by, by default, church. he yeah, said he by didn't default. make the
0: meeting, so they voted him in because it was extra work.
1: Uh, sounds like there's a a great turnout for the event as well.
0: Huge, huge number of people, and it was a ticketed event, so a lot of people that are enthusiasts of all ages, and um, and and they had a cackle fest. They had like six great top fuelers there from. Back in the 50s, 60s and 70s that were doing the Cackle Fest, they had a car show. They had the museum open. A lot of industry people, a lot of things. And what's really cool is we did see a cross section of people. I, I, uh, saw people that have been in the industry for years. I saw people that were, you know, drag racers back in the day, but then I saw, uh, you know, young guys and young girls that were uh, there. I saw one one uh, woman that was probably in her late twenties rode up on a motorcycle, and she had like coveralls, like work coveralls on, and she was there just digging everything that was going on. And then I saw her jump back on her motorcycle and leave. And it was it was really cool. You know, I mean, you, we're seeing a whole new generation of uh, enthusiasts and people getting involved.
1: Yeah, well, happy birthday to Iski, um, a legend in this space. Uh, uh, the Lions Museum, also, you know, like you said, uh, a cool venue, a cool place to, to go and check out. Especially if you're uh, a vintage drag racing fan, there's a lot of history there. And yeah, you know, Brad you and I've been there uh, a couple times now for some of the other events. And um, and, and it's even cool if you're
0: not a vintage drag racing fan, you're just an automotive fan. There's so much drag racing, Matt, but there's also, he has, um, he's friends with Clint Eastwood. So he has, um, a notable amount of Clint's cars from the films he's been in, like the, like Gran Torino. He has the actual Torino that was in the film, uh, Bridges of Madison County. He has all of the vehicles that were in that, like the pickup truck he drove and the farm delivery truck and, uh, and he's got a huge Willys collection. If you're into Willys, he has probably about 20 of those cars there too.
1: Uh, Clint Eastwood, another young man still kicking it no <laughs> all kidding. around Hollywood. I think he's still working. Uh, he's, he's doing a lot as well. Um, yeah, it sounds like a great event. Sounds awesome. I'm sure. Was uh, cool. was it was Dave Merrick out there with you or is he,
0: Heck yeah, Dave was there. Dave Merrick, the head of design for Acura, is on the uh, board of directors for the museum. Except and, it uh, seemed
1: like 14 hours earlier, he was in Japan or something. <laughs> he was. Uh,
0: <laughs> he, he literally flew back from Japan, landed. He went to his house, got a quick little nap, and then showed up there. And, uh, <laughs> and then you're not going to believe this. Afterwards, he wanted to go have a beer.
1: I'm sure he so, did. I'm sure he did. <laughs> Um uh, yeah, sounds like a great event. And uh speaking of events, um this past weekend was the Goodwood Festival of Speed. Yeah, uh, the hill climb event uh in Chichester in the in the UK. Um a cool event. Uh they they had a couple little issues this year. They uh it's like I, a I Friday Friday, Saturday, Sunday uh, event, Friday. Uh, a lot of rain, uh, I understand Saturday, um, they got uh, weather warnings for for high winds, and it was more than what they considered a safe spec for all the big tents and the like sort of the pop up buildings that the manufacturers and car manufacturers and stuff have. so
0: well, you think about it Matt the the rain saturates the ground. And then you have the high winds. It's just a a volatile combination.
1: Right. Then it just turns to mud and any of the stakes and stuff that are in the ground are going to come up from the ground with a lot of wind. So I believe Saturday uh, the event was canceled for the first time in 30 years. And then they brought it back open on Sunday Um, and, you know, still went on to be some very, very cool cars. And they still managed to set some records up the hill climb, um, which is uh, super impressive because it was, Wet a lot. It was, it was seemed to be wet the whole time. Um, still an event that should be on your bucket list. Like we have said, if you come to California, uh, you know, go to the Peterson Museum. Definitely go to the Lions Museum. And if you make it out, uh, to any of the Goodwood events in the UK, the Festival of Speed is the hill climb event, and the Revival is the vintage racing event, which uh, I believe is in September. Um, and that one is the one where people kind of dress up period correct, and and uh, you get to see the most expensive cars in the world out there, and they're not holding back. They're sawing at the wheel. Those guys racing. I've seen them trade paint, uh, and you, you get a little bit of that at the Festival of Speed as well. Not by design, but it it happens. Um, two cars, for example, hit some of the uh, the hay bales out there. Yeah. Um, now the headlines are like massive crash at, uh, at, at Goodwood. And then you watch the video and you're like, there was a crash. It was not massive and everybody is fine. Uh, there was a, a Porsche 911 GT one car, which is a very, very cool car. If you watch the video on that, uh, it's a 98, um, 911 GT one. It looks like the rear wing broke off as he was doing the hill climb. And lost traction in the rear and kind of fishtailed and and slapped the hay bale and uh, continued up the hill, but with some carnage on the back of the car. Um, Yeah, it was
0: real odd because normally when a car like that, you know, it's coming in, it's the opposite way that it goes because... It didn't go to the apex of the turn. It went to the inside of the turn, and so you could tell the thrust was going. The rear wheels just broke loose for a second, and boom, right into the a-bell. And, and he was it shows you very quickly.
1: It shows you how important the wings are. Yes, <laughs> you know. Um, and then there was a '96 McLaren F1 GTR. The McLaren F1 already being rare as it is. Yeah. One and the GTR being more rare um just lost a little bit of traction into a turn and kind of kind of nose-dived into the hay bale um I immediately got a text from Goldberg when that came out because uh he was driving like one of the NASCAR trucks up the hill climb a few years ago and he went into the hay bale and he just his butt hurt was more than anything it just his pride uh and he just felt embarrassed but he he wanted to like go home. He's like, I need to leave. I go, don't. It's done. It's over. Just enjoy yourself. You're already out here. He's like, I gotta fly back to America and put my head in the sand. I was <laughs> like, don't worry about it. It's gonna be fine. Um, and honestly, the F1 is probably his favorite car. I don't know if he fits in it, but he fit fa- it's his favorite car. He didn't do that. No. Um, uh and so seeing that, and yeah, it looked like some damage to the passenger side front. Um, maybe the front fender uh, uh, mirror, um, but by no means catastrophic, uh, you know, certain bummers uh, bummer. You, you don't want to see that kind of stuff. Um, everybody seems fine. Uh, just these are just such expensive cars. Some prototypes out there, some cars that are just hand built. Like we saw the Kona Jesko out there. Um, uh, Dario Franchini brought Gordon Murray's T-50. The you know the the new fan car and that thing's crazy to see and to hear, uh, going up the hill, um, uh, just a a number of things. By the way, they roll dragsters out there, roll funny cars. They don't do like the right. whole thing.
0: thing. Yeah,
1: they they just do smoky burnouts off the line and put on a show for for people. Um,
0: it's funny though what you said though the the headlines. You know when you're sitting in your office, you look down at your phone it's, Tragedy at you know yeah. like, oh my God, what happened and then it's yeah, you know, yeah, it's a tragedy for that guy who's got to pay the million dollars to repair the car, but uh hardly a tragedy for everyone else
1: now i I saw something like come across my email saying the Rimac um Navara nevera like sets the hill climb record you know, the all electric, all wheel drive, crazy horsepower. And as soon as I got that into my inbox, I go and I look online and I see another video going, the, McT- the McLaren Solace GT set the hill climb record. So th- no, by the time, time they hit send on that press release with RIMAC, <laughs> McLaren <laughs> rolled up and beat the record. So, I mean, good for RIMAC. Uh, and probably was the fastest electric car up there. Um but the the McLaren Solace, I don't... You weren't at Pebble Beach last year, right? I didn't make it last year, no. So on the lawn, McLaren had mm-hmm. uh, a nice sort of exhibitor tent, hospitality tent set up, and they had this crazy-looking video game car out there called the Solace GT. And I asked them, I was like, this is, this is nuts. Where did this come from? And they said literally from the video game. They're like, <laughs> they... Uh, I don't know if it was Gran Turismo or something, and um, McLaren, some of the manufacturers have done this where they built a concept car for the game for, you know, they build it in the game and it became so popular that they're like, I wonder if we can really build this as a car. And they did and they debuted it at Pebble Beach.
0: But oh, wireframe's already there. You just hit print.
1: I guess so. Just hit print. Uh, so they they built it and they I think between Pebble Beach and and now, they went from building a concept car for Pebble that probably didn't run to something that could be potentially really fast. Yeah, then it sets the hill climb at forty five seconds. I think forty something like forty five seconds, um, and it was man, cool you to gotta see. Got to get
0: a box body over there and set the record, man.
1: Uh, you know I kind of feel like we're close to Von Gittin junior doing that because he likes Fox bodies. He's done the hill climb many times. Um, but if you want to see a really cool run, you got to watch the video of Travis Pastrana going up the hill climb in his Subaru GL family huckster that he built with, with the crazy like wings, like on the fenders when he hits the brakes, they all pop up like air brakes, like, right. you know, like, uh, uh, you know, Top Gun style, like, you know, the original Top Gun, the F-14, hit the brakes kind of style. Um, plus, because he was he was sliding the car around and just going all out, like, it was such an aggressive run. It didn't look like this crazy supercar and super smooth. It looked like he was doing so much work, and I, he was, like, number two up there with, like, a 46, 37, 46 seconds uh going up the hill but it's a cool video to see because that car is nuts and the way he throws it around it's just a big box of a car right you know like the things they had to do to create aerodynamics and downforce on that car because it's just so square and boxy
0: uh it's a cool cool piece uh yeah so good what a great event it's it really is you know it's uh There's so many aspects to that event, you know, the hill climb, the the manufacturers that come out, the whole the people that attend. You know, it's 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 pretty amazing. Yeah,
1: and and um, and I think they do some like some rally or rally cross stuff in the woods around the area. So yeah, I didn't get to see it much, but you hear it, and occasionally you see a car go by. Uh, but that's going on out there as well. Now, if you go to the Revival, which is the the vintage race, not the hill climb. So everything is like pre 64, I believe. Where the hill climb, they allow these concept vehicles and stuff to go up there. Um the uh the revival, they don't have that. But the revival also does a vintage air show. Uh so you can see as you're there watching the races, you'll see v- vintage fighter planes and stuff flying above you, and there's a whole airfield and they're lined up out there as well. So that's also a very cool aspect of seeing that car, and that's the one where everyone kind of dresses up. Um, uh, just touching a little bit on the new car news, um, Hyundai Santa Fe. I like what Hyundai is doing. Hyundai's like, hey, we had a very successful. Uh, uh SUV and so let's launch the new one and let's make it not look anything like the old one this clean sheet of paper I I like Hyundai's thought um of going why do all of our cars need to look the same let's just make them wildly different the Hyundai ionic 5 which is the kind of boxy futuristic looking version of their EV the ionic 6 which is just completely round and it looks like a from the profile, it looks like a sad face is what I keep calling it because it, you know, a typically like swoops down in the front and kind of goes up in the back, right? Kind of has like sort of a wing effect. Right. This one goes down in the front and swoops right down in the back. It's just like a moon shape uh, and it just from the side, it looks like a sad face, but uh, the Hyundai Santa Fe, um, this thing's kind of cool looking. It's it's uh It's a three-row, it's a large three-row SUV. It's got kind of a very boxy kind of look to it. Um, The headlight treatment has like this, like pixel-looking, digital pixel-looking H for the headlights. You kind of see it in the front grille and stuff as well. Um, I think the front looks great. I think the profile looks great. There's something going on in the back that I guess I got to see it in person it kind of feels like like the taillights are too low or there's not I was enough just gonna tail say, light.
0: It's, it's you were just talking about that sad face putting the tail lights so low and they're so angular like the rest of the vehicle it gives it kind of a sad look or or like it's pants are full you know something there but it kind,
1: it kind of does so yeah. you'll also see from the profile that they're they're doing this thing that they're they're trying to give the belt line. They want the belt line to be straight, and they want it to kind of taper upward a little bit. And what that does is reduces the glass size from the front to the rear. So the front has large glass, uh, and then the the rear door is a little smaller, and then the cargo area a little smaller, uh, and and on the tailgate, what happens is is you get a smaller window on the tailgate and a lot of sheet metal instead of larger glass. Right. And with with the smaller taillights down low, it just looks like a big slab of sheet metal. So, um I don't know, from certain angles or certain colors it looks weird. Uh and then in some it looks it looks fine. So I I think it's one of those things that you're going to have to kind of see in person and see how it how it how it works out.
0: It's, you're right. I want to see it in person because it's it, you hit it on the head, man. Pixelated. the The car looks like it's a, um, uh, you know, something that was created on a computer and and done in like a pixel type of a thing. But but, but like eighties-ish,
1: like Pac-Man, you know, like yeah, Pac-Man yeah. pixels, you know, or Tron or something. Exactly. The Ionic Five has it. The Ionic Five has like, uh, like like pixel looking, uh, tail lights. And it it definitely has sort of this Tron effect to it, you know? Um so they got a little bit of that in the Santa Bay. Now, I don't know if you've seen the interior photos yet. Uh and these it looks great. It looks great. Yeah, yeah. This looks really nice. Now the steering wheel definitely has like Range Rover Sport look to it. Um And, uh, and some of the, some of the infotainment screens do as well. It's got a couple of charging pads. Looks like plenty of storage going through the center console and on top of the center console. Um, the materials and stuff, stuff all look pretty good to me. Um, uh, we'll see how it kind of feels, how premium it is, but this thing's cool.
0: Yeah. It's pretty. I wonder what, uh, did you get any pricing on it?
1: There's there's no pricing on it yet. Yeah. It's going to be a while before before it it comes out. I don't even know what engine is in it. I they just haven't released a lot of specs on it yet. They were just kind of teasing the thing, and I'm sure there's various trim levels. Uh,
0: and the I don't know if it's going to be uh, Pixel Six.
1: Yeah. Well, it's got a 2.5 T badge, so it's looking like a two and a half liter. Uh, you know, turbo. Uh, but I don't know if there's going to be some sort of hybrid technology or something that's going on with it as well. So, um, I think, <clears throat> I think they're doing uh, a more detailed launch on YouTube uh, next month. So we'll probably get some more information about it then. But yeah, that thing, um, it looks pretty good.
0: Yeah, it does. They're they're doing a lot of great things over there.
1: Hyundai, Kia, Genesis, they've been they've been they're having their their best year or two ever. And they're just uh they just keep hitting it out of the park. And I got a big we,
0: question. Polestar. Have Polestar. you seen any Polestars driving around in your area?
1: I, I do. I see a few, but because they look like a Volvo and I like the Volvo, um, so I notice it when I do see them, like the Polestar two. Um uh, mm-hmm. But I'm not seeing a lot. Uh, I was just, I was on the phone yesterday with Adam Corolla and I was like, yeah, I just did this trip and it was, and, and I go and I was parked uh, in Vegas in front of the new Hum Hummer. And he's like, yeah, what's up with that thing? I haven't seen any. And I was like, I saw one in Venice, one in Vegas and. Comedian ventriloquist Jeff Dunham has one, <laughs> and he texted yeah. me. He's like, "I got the new Hummer." I was like, "Sweet, bro."
0: <laughs> I've seen like two of them down here in Orange County. Yeah, but, but that Pole Star, I've seen several of them. Um, but my big question is: we're in the industry; we yeah. know it's a Pole Star. But if you don't know it's a Pole Star, if you don't know that logo, they don't have any identification on that car.
1: Yeah. There's no name on it. Driving, driving the Volvo Mm -hmm. that we talked about a week or two ago, I was like, Volvo still feels like it's not getting the attention that it deserves. And I feel the same way about Polestar. It's not getting the attention that it deserves. Uh, The reviews on, on the cars, Volvo and Polestar are good. Um, People seem to like them. They got great styling. Uh, Both Volvo and Polestar have a larger EV coming out. Um, the beginning of next year. Uh, I think it's the Polestar 3. I think it's a Polestar 3 and then Volvo's doing, I think it's like an XC60 or an XC or EX. I think it's EX90. The EX90 is their electric uh suv that's going to come out next year and then the Polestar, and that's a three-row suv um that that looks it
0: looks good and then but from a the branding standpoint when you're launching a new vehicle even volvo as long as they've been around if those cars started coming out and they didn't have any branding on them they didn't say volvo you would not know they're a Volvo unless you'd been shopping for them or you're in the media or an enthusiast. And Polestar doesn't have that long heritage. They might think that that logo is so iconic that everyone's going to know, but, you know, you got to build a brand. You know, the Nike Swish, the Coke bottle, they all took a long time before people knew that. The Oakley-O, but, uh, you know, the Bond Speed B, to me, it's iconic. <laughs> it's great, but nobody else knows. You know, I mean, it's, uh, it takes You're a right. long po- time to get that.
1: Polestar for sure. I think it's another one of these vehicles that you see on the concept lawn and stuff at uh, at Pebble, or they usually have a booth there. And people are like, I, "I, what is that? What is Polestar? I mean, good. That's what you want people asking. But, um, yeah, but you it's want just... them
0: to search it out if they see it on the street and they go, wow, what is that? But if they drive away and don't know what it is, oh, it's the one that's got the little star logo. Yeah. It's got the little star logo. I think yeah, I, Polestar I, 3... I see somebody here in LA go, it must be another Tesla. It's probably the Starling. So, it's got...
1: <laughs> uh, Polestar 3, I think, is going to be a nice, nice vehicle.
0: I, I... Oh, they're doing great stuff. Yeah.
1: Next year, we're going to have some pretty interesting new EVs coming out. Stuff that's being announced. And like you can go to Polestar's website and you can play around with it you know, the configurator and you can look at all the features of the, of the vehicle. So it's not a secret. It's just, you know, and I, I guess you could probably put an order in for it, but it's going to come out the beginning of, of next year. Um, um, yeah, it looks great. I'm, I'm down with Polestar. I drove the Polestar one, which is, uh, actually a a pretty expensive, uh, like kind of luxury sedan.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, that uh i got to drive and it's fantastic it's i mean it's it's good looking um and it's got this it's got some cool features uh i think it's got like olin adjustable shocks that when you open the hood you can you can see it all in there and but that was meant to be a flagship vehicle to sort of introduce the brand the polestar 2 is the small electric suv um uh, Polestar also came out similar to like, uh, like Hyundai or, or Genesis that we saw at the LA auto show, some beautiful concepts. Um, they had that giant roadster was it Hyundai that had the giant rolls roadster. Maybe it was Genesis. I, I don't know if you saw it at the LA auto show. Um, you I remember I don't really it's, like it's like a four seater. It's like a four seat, uh, roadster concept. And I don't know if they're going to make it, but it, it's, a uh, that thing was gorgeous and uh Polestar had one recently Polestar had got what they called it yeah i'm not sure if they have the have it out there but anyway that thing was fantastic as well so their design is great i think they're very very interesting cars um i'd be down to test the Pol- the Polestar but i'm also kind of want to test the Fisker you know Fisker started delivering yes. his Ocean uh, I think it's the Fisker Ocean. It's, um, we saw it at Pebble Beach as well. It, he's got some similarities in my mind to the Polestar, um, sustainable materials and, and, and stuff. Um, his, his vehicle is made, uh, I believe in the factory that where they outsourced the, to the G Wagon. Um, so a little bit different approach instead of building a factory from scratch, like a lot of these startup companies kind of hustle to do like Rivian and stuff. He outsources it. Um, uh, which isn't a bad idea because that factory builds a lot of high-end cars and does a good job doing it. Um, and it
0: has its uh, its mechanics all worked out. You know, it really has, it's already figured it out. It doesn't have to learn on the fly.
1: Uh, kind of learned the lesson, I think with the Fisker karma. <laughs> yes,
0: that that was a disaster for there when those cars got flooded and you know um, and the just the electric drivetrain
1: never worked in those things. Um, yeah, I, be, I believe Magna, ago. Magna is the company that's going to be building the the Fisker. Um, speaking of Fisker Karma, the EV vehicle, uh, driving back from Vegas, I saw one on the side of the road, and I was like, Oh, oh really? my gosh! Yeah. I was like, I was like that is the worst car that probably drive from Vegas to LA. Like
0: it it was just plagued with problems. It's cool looking. Um, now, was it a Fisker karma or was it a karma? You know, cause now, yeah, the so built.
1: Uh, yeah. And then if you remember there was like, what's the, I keep, I keep thinking Venmo, but that's the payment system, but and that's the
0: payment system.
1: But there was like, uh, somebody had the vehicle's, and they were putting like V8s in them.
0: Oh, That was the guy who used to be the uh, CEO of uh, Chrysler, wasn't it? Um, yeah, but I thought there was a gas engine. Yeah, they were putting LS motors in them.
1: Um, and I thought and there was, was like, a, like a production version of it. I don't remember what it was called. But...
0: I think they got a lot of those, you know, and now, you know but uh it's uh yeah that's that that's been uh, played with a lot of problems uh, I,
1: right, I mean, it's a cool car, it's a good looking car uh probably not my first choice to drive from Vegas to l a uh given its reliability issues so um the, yeah the, it, it, so, it did look like the e v version it looked like an original yeah or karma, so
0: the CEO um, of uh, karma lives just behind me up the hill and uh, so i see i see those come down the hill all the time different colors different- and, and
1: fisker's there uh, enric fisker is still an orange county guy him and his wife mm-hmm. um yes. and they run fisker automotive uh you know I, it, which he turned into you know made himself a billionaire the car's not out yet <laughs> yep
0: <laughs> um the yeah uh, you know you talk about uh, uh, cars. I went last night and saw the unveiling in Orange County of the Lamborghini Revuelto, uh, the new um, their newest incarnation from Lamborghini. But uh, as impressive as the car was, and we talk about destinations when you come to California, yeah, you've got to go to Newport. Lamborghini, Bugatti, um, McLaren—it uh, it is quite the dealership, and you get to experience all three of those brands in one place. And uh, they also had some um, uh, some other supercars in there that were, you know, equally impressive. But um, it's uh, it's it's quite nice. And so uh,
1: this is the replacement for the Aventador. This
0: is yes. Yes. Okay. So and the inventor is first done. Electric, um, supercar. And uh, I got to uh, reconnect with the uh, CEO and chairman of Lamborghini there last night. Um, and Stefan uh, was there to launch this car. And uh, I had met him once in Switzerland. It's been quite some time, but uh, he was very proud of the dealership and the, what they had there. A, a very good friend of mine has one on order he has a deposit but as he told me he also has uh a uh huracan technica that he had yeah. ordered and uh, has yet to get it because uh they uh, had that problem where the uh first of all uh they they had that uh, ship sink if you remember this was a yeah. while back and those people had to be replaced first. Now, a lot of their wiring looms and like that came out of uh, um, Crimea. So uh, they're having to resource and redo things. But uh, he said that his um, rivalto is supposed to be scheduled for 25 uh, delivery. And uh, he's hoping that uh, uh, maybe by the end of the year, he'll get his Huracan.
1: So as you were there for the debut of that the first production one did the hill climb at Goodwood.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh really?
1: Uh yeah. And um I'm I'm looking at the video. I'm not listening to it. Uh but I'm just looking at the video and you know you you go to the Lamborghini website, you see all the you know the fancy graphics and the you know the renderings of the car and yeah, that thing is that thing's pretty cool looking.
0: It's cool. And it looks really good from the back, you know, yeah. the, positioning of the exhaust and how big and mean it looks. And, uh, it's a good looking car. That's it a, really
1: that's cool. a sharp looking car. Very super yeah. car ish as well. And you're right. Like there's a wing o- over the back, but the wing sort of takes the shape of the,
0: of the, exactly. of the, 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 the exhaust tips. Um, and the interior, they've done some really nice things with the interior. The, um, the, the the side the sculpting of the side and the way it integrates up into the scoop and everything just it really works nice and they um had, you know had a had a great debut of it and uh, what was nice was they had they're celebrating 60 years so they um have this nice display of every generation of Lamborghini out front and uh, from the newest kunta down to the uh forehead car And, um, you know, they had everything there that uh, a Lamborghini enthusiast would love.
1: Now, this uh, this new car is a hybrid. It's a V12 still, but it's hybrid. It says over a thousand horsepower uh, combined. Um, That's got to be kind of interesting when you you see it, like when it shuts the engine off at a stoplight and then when it kicks it back on this isn't a little turbo four-cylinder that you could barely hear it fires up a naturally aspirated v12 it must uh it must be uh, pretty cool to to hear and see that thing um yeah that's a cool car Uh, i think they're gonna be about 600 grand so hopefully your your friend is doing well
0: well, obviously he's got a Huracan on order and one of those, and things. one of those.
1: And wait, yeah. does he have the? And, and he the and he S- just
0: got a he just got a new Z06 that he absolutely loves.
1: Yeah, and he's got the uh, the SV right? Doesn't he have the? Event- he got rid SV? of
0: his SV, which he regrets. He because uh, he um, he got rid of it, and then he regretted it the minute he got rid of it. The
1: Aventador, so. yeah, the Aventador SV, yeah. That's he was cool.
0: going to buy an SVJ and it fell through. So now he doesn't have either. So, uh, that
1: <laughs> and, out. and his other ones on order and, or two of them are on order, the Urcon and the new one.
0: Right. So he went out yeah. and bought a brand new Z06 to, uh, kind of, you know, get fill the gap, fill gap the
1: gap while he's waiting for those other cars. But he did
0: say he loves that car so much that he's not getting rid of it. He said, I'm keeping it. He goes, that is, he goes, he drove it up, uh, Highway One a couple weekends ago, and he said he he had the best time because it was just you know so nice to drive. It was fast. and did everything right for him.
1: Yeah. Uh, all right, so we're gonna wrap things up. I've got to start making my way out to uh, Irwindale Speedway to drive some Mustangs.
0: Well, at least it's cooled down for you here.
1: Yeah, I think it's like 109 out there. So all right, uh, got a bottle of water. Got my shorts on, and uh, I'm ready ready to go. I'm gonna actually stay the night out there. Uh, with Ford, um, their their program, and then drive the GTS tomorrow. But we get up at like six a.m. to drive the GT, so uh, <laughs> I should be back by by tomorrow night. You get up uh, at
0: six a.m. to go drive the Mustangs.
1: Uh, Brad, thanks uh, thanks for joining us. The company thanks is Bond me. Speed Wheels. Uh, you've heard about them before. Bond Speed Wheels. Check out the website and uh, give us your social media. We can follow you.
0: You can follow me on Instagram, where I'm the most active, at Bradley underscore Fanshaw. All so right, there you go. There.
1: Uh, there's also Win Brad stuff. Uh, there's Win Brad
0: out. stuff. There's Bradshaw biz. Uh, there's <laughs> all kinds of stuff. There's but, a few. Uh,
1: but, uh, but if you go
0: to Bradley underscore Fanshaw, you'll find out about all those, too.
1: Uh all right, so we're gonna wrap things up and uh listen to Shift and Steer. That's our podcast that uh, Brad and I do with Aaron Hagar, although he's somewhere who nobody nobody knows exactly where traversing he's the globe. He's on his way to Alaska on his two-month overlanding trip to Alaska. Uh we we texted the other day and and uh I guess we'll be able to check in with him uh, from time to time. You think he has a beard before he left? Wait till you see that thing when he gets
0: back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, um, I, I'm just, I'm just uh, nothing against Aaron, but I'm wondering if he's going to make it. I mean, and I don't mean make it like his car makes it or anything like that. It's just like um, the the staying power of like, okay, now we're a month in. Maybe we should go home. You right. know do, do you
1: think uh, you kind of throw in the towel and be like, we should start driving back? It's gonna yeah, because you know,
0: a week two months out, that means we got a long ways to come home too. So yeah, um, yeah. but. Uh, But we'll see. You'll have great adventure stories to tell us.
1: Plenty to unpack for sure. Um, All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you guys next week. Until next time, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCastShow. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes.
0: Imagine a world where animals and humans coexist in harmony, where wild animals thrive, habitats are protected, and marginalized communities are empowered. At International Animal Rescue, this is our vision. Our holistic, community-led projects not only rescue animals, but also protect and replenish precious habitats, creating a better future for us all. But we can't do this without you. Show your support now and help keep the wild wild. Visit internationalanimalrescue.org. Overdraft fees are just the worst. Get up to 200 in fee-free overdraft with the Chime checking account. Sign up today at Chime.com Goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply.